Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast created by Korean Millennials. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Young and Finch podcast. For those who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Josh, and this is the podcast created by Korean Millennials. This week, I am super excited to be joined by a very special guest, longtime friend of the pod, the owner, founder, director of regular specialty coffee and bottle shop, focusing on providing the community with great coffee, a unique selection of sake, and the best offerings of the local craft beers. Located in, I want to say Midtown, downtown Toronto, uh, and otherwise stylistically known as RGLR, um, Sean O, welcome to the podcast. Hello, internet. <laughs> Is this your first time doing uh, something like this? No, I've done a few, few of the podcasts of friends and stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. How's your experience in um, being on social media and on the internet? Well, this always feels like, to me, um, some sort of job interview. So, <laughs> you know, it's a little, um, you know, a little, I don't know. I just don't know. And I always listen back and, and oh, man. I was just mumble jumbling. <laughs> yeah, so I will try not to be too random, I guess. No, no, we love that. And uh, hey, like the best conversations come from just chatting and, and shooting the shit. So that's what we're all about. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know you or or your shop, would you be able to give the listeners a little bit of background as to as to who you are and, and what you're all about? Yeah, uh, my name is Sean Sean O, Korean name is O Uisang. Um, I have a coffee shop, specialty coffee shop uh, called The Regular um, or RGLR. Kind of, I'm trying to be singular on the beverage, beverage itself, uh, beverage that I um, I love and care about, mm-hmm. which is cof- coffee and um, sake, beer, all all in between. All the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but recently, though, um, I kind of re- reduced the wine and beer side. Mm-hmm. Like keep it keep it simple. Um, just keep it a couples that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm more focusing on, um, on sake. Okay. Yeah, because of the rice power. The power of rice? Yeah, power of rice. <laughs> I, I had to. <laughs> Can you expand on that a little bit? What do you mean by rice power rice power papim papim you know oh actually that i've never heard that before oh really yeah oh you you never heard papim no i'm uh, on, man. I, I was born okay. in, i was born in canada so i think there might be a oh, little I bit see. of a cultural disconnect I but see. hey you, you gotta teach I me see. you gotta you gotta let me know what's good <laughs> no um i don't know as as an asian um you cannot really live without rice amen in korea well, I grew up in kind of um, cultural transition, I, I think. Like a lot of Western culture comes in and, you know, kind of rooting in, in, in Korean society. And mm-hmm. there was like a lot of like bread and Western style <laughs> eating and, and all that. But everyone, I don't know, as I grew up, we were like, okay, I ate pizza, but I have to finish with rice because, you know, 
That's a Korean thing. A, That's so yeah, classic a, Korean. As a Korean, you need a pop shim, you know, pop shim. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the reason I'm focusing on very singular uh, items are, you know, type of um, business model of today mm-hmm. seems like more focusing on on one thing and trying to be better at it. Yeah. Coffee shop model back in the day is more like uh, you have you gotta have everything and cater to everybody. But from my experience and pondering thoughts, um, like maybe decide to focus on like few things. Yeah. And keep talking about it. Mm. It's like really like honing in on just a, a select few items. How has that trend been? Like I guess since since this you know you're you're located in Toronto and obviously I think Toronto like most large cities has a really I I, I want to say a pretty strong coffee culture like there's a lot of there's a lot of really great small coffee shops and communities uh what's the trend been like that you've noticed being as part of that my coffee career started from Vancouver oh so, okay um it's quite different and well Toronto past few years there's a lot of cof- there's a lot of um, coffee shops and coffee you know cafe and wine bars mm-hmm. has been open and those are kind of newer trend yeah um, and because uh, Toronto has money and population uh, growth is very fast compared right. to compared to Vancouver I I feel mm. but still from my perspective of specialty coffee um, Toronto is is not I wouldn't say late, but focus is different. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to find my own balance of um, I I started from west west coast and trying to define myself in Toronto. So yeah, yeah, Toronto. There's definitely a lot of coffee shops, um, but very um, espresso focused. Yeah, definitely. Uh, appreciation that I have is more filter coffee and as a as an asian that type of beverage make more sense okay like a tea culture i'm talking about tea culture mm, i see yeah type of tea that we've been drinking is more similar to um filter coffee so. yeah just to dive into i guess you know what you're talking about starting you're like your roots over in the west coast how did you start your you know your coffee journey or your journey that got you to where you are today the reason I decided to become a co- coffee shop owner mm-hmm. was a kind of conclusion of my Vancouver life, which is like seven, eight years. I was an architect before. Oh, yeah, wow. and yeah, so I graduated university in Korea, and I my family moved moved to Canada, so I just kind of tag along and. You know, I'll just do the master or whatever. Yeah. Um. So we landed in Toronto, um, and I was going to ESL and whatever, and then mm-hmm. I was going to do a master of architecture in Toronto. Wow. Long story short, um, I decided to go to New York, and New York, uh, I went, I continued study there mm-hmm. in Pratt. Pratt Institute. Wow. Um, 
Okay. And, and then I worked a few years as an intern architect, designer, whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, but then I decided not to do it. And then I had to leave the States because of the visa and stuff. Um, right. So going heading to West was kind of... Um, I wanted a, some blank sheet to to figure out what, what I would do after this because I was kind of heavily educated and trained as an right. architect. Fresh start, right? Yeah, and deciding not to do it was kind of shocking. It was a kind of panic mode. Yeah, it's scary. It's like what you work towards your entire life and you're making a huge change, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, West Coast was perfect because there's enough, you know, inspiration like ocean, mm -hmm. mountain. And, oh, yeah, definitely. And, and etc. And, you know, I heard it, it was kind of chill. <laughs> You know, West Coast chill. Was it? Was it as chill as you thought? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Definitely. Very relaxed, slower. So it was actually a perfect um, cadence to figure out what I would do. Right. You know, next, next couple of decades. Um, so, yeah, I went there. And I, I was DJing around then. I was kind of looking for friends through the music scene in Vancouver. Right. And I I met really nice uh, creative group of people and we started to throw um, kind of house parties and jams. Wow. That's awesome. And there yeah, there were a lot of beat makers and filmmakers, beat makers, artists. Yeah. You know, we continue to throwing parties and events. Mm -hmm. Um trying to be more multidisciplinary so we got visuals and sculptural mm -hmm. you know it happens and then we started a kind of collective called chapel sound mm. now actually i went to vancouver last month for 10 year anniversary wow yeah it's uh 10th year this year and now we we've been registered as a non-profit uh organization our foundation, the official name is Chapel Art Foundation, as uh, five years now, I think. No, wow. four years. And it's still going strong? Yeah, the remaining people, there are remaining members are still keep doing things. And But anyways, so I started this thing called Chapel Sound, and we were just throwing parties and doing jams and try to build some sort of nice communities. Mm -hmm. And Vancouver, because kind of Vancouver is always like realistic, real estate um very challenging on real estate industry right um of course to grow a scene and community in a fucking space yeah. we all need space some sort of space <laughs> internet is amazing but and you can build a lot of community through internet but still um, it's not the same though we yeah as long as there's gravity and our breath um we need the space, right? Yeah. So we were looking for spaces and all this nice um, DIY, you know, art space always closing. There's no longevity of. I, I mean, there now there are a couple of big communities doing well and keeping the space. Still, mm -hmm. the space always, you know, they all get always get evicted and redeveloped and. You know, the it's tough. People yeah, have, yeah. People have to find another space. 
and so and so on right yeah so that's where that's where i was kind of dreaming about having a space for chapel sound mm. yeah and that's where i kind of had an idea about having a coffee shop you know when we were having some sort of um, meetings or whatever um we always meet at the coffee shop right you know around that time i was kind of getting tired of nightclub because you know nightclub is very specific uh context right um, yeah there, there is definitely some sort of art involved in but you know night times are always you know people trying to find someone to love <laughs> and get drunk yeah it's it's yeah it's tough to do that long term right it's like not super sustainable yeah and i'm definitely i you know mbti an introvert yeah I'm, I'm i'm definitely i okay i think i i'm intj or something oh um, okay night nightlife is was kind of draining as a starting to draining me right at some point at some point so and when I, I was having a meeting with uh friends at a coffee shop and i was kind of i was kind of looking around people um there's a lot of people doing different things and i thought that was kind of nice um space nice vibe because because you come to the space for for the activity right definitely everyone comes for the coffee but coffee is a beginning uh not as a conclusion you know right coffee shop coffee is a little slightly off-centered so that your activity can be in the middle yeah and coffee is helping you know kind of lubricate lubricate the situation <laughs> so yeah i thought i thought um coffee shop as a business model a structure i thought it was pretty ideal for chapel sound mm -hmm. um you know type of a uh, communal space so that was my first motivation to be in coffee coffee business i guess mm -hmm. so i was looking for a coffee shop job and my resume obviously there's nothing about barista or coffee related <laughs> yeah. um obviously i got i didn't get single email from the people that i gave gave a resume yeah um except one place uh which is called revolver coffee in um vancouver guest oh vancouver. revolver yeah i yeah. I've, I've been there they make good coffee oh yeah yeah cool yeah so revolver uh contact me i i heard this later but because they they said it's like okay your your resume was different than other people mm -hmm. they they said i we were kind of gambling to your other other experiences right yeah so i was lucky to be in really like the heart of uh specialty coffee at that time mm-hmm uh, of, of Vancouver um, so I learned about coffee well and I didn't even I wasn't even a big coffee drinker really that's really interesting yeah but then um, because I learned about the new world of coffee mm -hmm. we call it third wave or whatever wave second third wave yeah coffee um, but then i grew my real appreciation of coffee as a whole 
not as a beverage, more like as a whole industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason I moved to Toronto and then decided to open in Toronto was um, like realizing myself that I I grew up in Seoul, so yeah, Seoul Seoul is a big city and Vancouver is quite different um, city than where I grew up. So there was a little bit of um, not very compatible. Like something was lacking. Yeah, something was lacking. I, I, I okay. I was homesick. I was okay. I was homes, yeah, very much, and I kind of realized, oh, actually, 송충이는 솔잎을 먹어야 된다. Um, do you know this expression? I've never heard that before. Yeah, the 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 silkworm has to eat the pine whatever uh silk leaf. Uh, yeah, type of um Korean saying that yeah. um you gotta go back to where it came from basically um which uh, closest was Toronto. So I basically came back to Toronto. So I started from Toronto and then went to New York, Vancouver and then came back to Toronto and I felt great. It was like big city, loud and people are slightly mad all the time. <laughs> Still East Coast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pretty I I kind of realized this is what I want. Wow. I love that your introduction to it and your sort of genesis to starting your coffee journey was pretty nice. It was like super organic, right? Like you, you didn't grow up drinking, like loving coffee and always like wanted to do it and something that you wanted to open, but it was, it was like a means to a need. Like you guys needed space. Coffee shop made sense. It was space and a business front, just super organic. And then you grew to love it. Like, I think that's a super interesting origin yeah yeah because uh up until i graduating and getting a job it wasn't organic at all yeah my dad is an architect and then you know as a any type of boy um wants to be, be like that right and i kind of i kind of kept it um you know my dad is a pretty cool guy so you know it was it was kind of obvious for me to like yeah that's cool i want to be like that and then yeah so what does he do? Uh, architect. Okay, cool. I'm gonna be an architect, and I decide I decided that, and at the end there was a realization of okay, I get it. I I'm that type. Definitely, I'm this type. Yeah. You know that kind of person personality, uh, designer, architect, um, multidisciplinary, creative. Right. Uh, but. As a career, you know, um, I wasn't enjoying it at all. It just wasn't a fit. Yeah. When I was um, kind of re-evaluating my life, that's why I went to Vancouver. I think I went to, I want to be a completely opposite way. Yeah. The reason I chose uh, Vancouver was um, second biggest city and I don't know anyone there. Mm. That was kind of my... Like your escape. uh, yeah, that was my kind of ag- like part of my agenda. Yeah, got gotta be like that so that no one tell me what to do. You know? Yeah, I only learn through my own experience and make a decision through my own. Yeah, own um, kind of journey. Yeah, the journey took its natural course and brought you back to the the city that <laughs> city that you needed. Yeah, like a salmon, right? Exactly. Came back home. Back upstream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
the the regular has been open for and operating for five years now no three years three years okay i moved my moved and then have preparation and um i opened in 2019 wow how was that what was the what was the experience like leading up to preparing and sort of like conceptualizing the regular as it as it is today oh very very painful yeah of course right now i finally kind of um slowing down and kind of re-evaluating myself mm-hmm. and and the whole company but first couple of years i mean first year and a half so preparation was a year and a half yeah and that was really painful yeah what was what was included as part of the preparation like obviously finances is a huge one right but uh, yeah to start with that but um more like what's well starting with the business model right mm-hmm. yeah and not as a business model to find the investors but business model to kind of convince myself right and more mission statements kind of business plan coming up with that was pretty pretty hard like what is the identity of the brand right like what's the yeah like what is it standing yeah. for that's i think that's huge that was part easy part you know how i feel was the easy part but right. there's got to be some sort of structure that carry that right mm-hmm. like embrace embrace my kind of vulnerable ideas and it's a right brain and left brain and i had been living as a right brain mm-hmm. uh, for almost the entire my life and so figuring out the other side was pretty hard and painful you right. know obviously including financial plan um logistics yeah paperwork system i'm still struggling i am still struggling every single day on that side because i'm still on that side yeah but i mean it's the process right yeah yeah and one question one kind of um motto that i kept since very very beginning is this project is to understand myself Mm. because that's that's always hard right like what do you want yeah why why do i want this and answering right uh answering right uh, answer to this question these questions always very painful super introspective yeah so from very from design um my design process i wanted to do all everything by myself Mm. and definitely towards the end i i needed help because i realized i cannot do all by myself that was my kind of um lesson that i learned um but in the very very beginning i i wanted to do it all by myself um (laughs) such a stupid thing that i try to i don't try to achieve no but it makes sense though because this is such like a personal project from what i'm hearing right like i don't think it would be hard to let anybody else in also i wanted to do it to prove myself right because it's a new career and it was kind of fast-tracked like i 
expedited this process of what do I want to do as a as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of holes. Um, and also, I didn't know who I am, who I was. Right. Um, as a business owner, and even throughout my architecture career, I didn't even know who I was. Right. Like I didn't know what I like. I like a lot of things, but a lot of a lot of pe- other people seems to have a very clear answer. Like I really, I'm really into this. You know, like yeah. I. I had such a tough time. So through this project, I wanted to challenge myself and whatever conclusion it may come, I wanted to see that as a kind of map of myself. So I started designing myself, making financial plan, you know, list of things. Um, I built me and my dad built the shop together. Wow! And usually people hire general contractor to do, you know, running around asking people like, "Do you know any electrician or plumbers?" And you were the you were the GC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I I was doing all building permit. um, Oh wow! You did everything building permit process myself when well, yeah, I I definitely had to hire an architect to stamp mm-hmm. the drawing but I was doing all by myself and then now I kind of look at it from the outside of the bar into through into the space yeah and I really I really learn about myself from what I see now you know the space and all this junk that I collect there was a dream, you know, like there was a dream and an idea that I kind of jazz it. Basically, I, I didn't have any one concept that I always going back to. Mm-hmm. I just had a kind of collage of my idea, ideas and put it together without knowing how it should look like. And then now a couple of years later, and then I kind of like look at the space and then, okay, I can see myself yeah fi- finally wow yeah so i'm pretty happy about in that sense no that's awesome and i love that you were able to look back and sort of see that you got to that point where you know maybe you're still figuring yourself out maybe you're still learning about yourself but you were able to you're able to see yourself through what it is today right and of course that'll change with time but I think that's a really beautiful picture. Yeah, um, I think in Vancouver, um, there was a one time on my day off. Uh, yeah, you know, day off, wake up a little late. Right. You know, co- coffee shop always wake up real early. Mm-hmm. Wake up a little late, ate a bowl of granola or something, and made a coffee, sit down, roll a joint. Brew a coffee and I just sip in, listening to music, getting hella stoned. <laughs> and I was like, well, I really stoned out. You know, I always think of a same thing, I think. It's like an ongoing theme of who am I. Yeah. 
um, what am I doing here kind of uh, question. Right. And I was looking around my apartment. It was pretty messy. And I was like, man, Sean, you have to clean the house. I realized. Yeah. And it was really chaotic. Yeah. But still, everything was on the right in on the right place mm. in the right right corner. I know what you're saying. So, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not dirty. You know, there's not much dust running around or right like half-eaten sandwich on the on the <laughs> table or anything like that. The things are clean, but very chaotic. There's a lot of objects." Yeah, there were a lot, a lot of objects, random objects. I was talking to myself, man, this is exactly like my head. Controlled chaos. Exactly, the shape of my mind. Yeah, I I thought I was projecting through my eyes. You know, like like <laughs> projector, like my brain projecting to the wall, so that there's this kind of chaotic. Yeah, you know many little things, and I realized the room as an environment for myself is the most comfortable uh, space, my yeah. very personal space. So that I put it in, put in, put things in a way that I feel comfortable, which is probably very transparent um, status to my own brain. Right. I kind of experienced that feel and. I remembered it, and then I was keep doing kind of similar things to to express myself, so that I learned about myself from my own expression. And through yeah, like through that process. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you touched on this before, but obviously COVID affected everybody, especially, you know, small business owners, coffee shops got hit really hard. What what was that like for you personally? And, and obviously it's frightening. You said three years, so that's, you opened right before COVID happened? Oh, seriously? Like I was kind of last minute lucky for the COVID because I could have opened a little later, and I could have, I could have been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, more fucked, right? <laughs> yeah, more fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I think um, everyone was fucked regardless. But <laughs> yeah, I I opened in June, and COVID closer was March. Right. So there was eight eight point months. Eight months is is it was good enough to build bare minimum um, clientele yeah so that i was able to survive sustain a little bit yeah yeah how did you have to adapt in order to meet the covid restrictions obviously a lot of takeout only and sort of like a uh, take home model but was it easy for you to sort of adjust to that it was definitely stressful of course because yeah. um no one no one knew what tomorrow will look like. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty stressful, but at the same time, I, I'm pretty ADHD, ADHD type of person. Mm -hmm. 
So actually, I was enjoying it. <laughs> well, I think you might be the first person to ever. I, I, it's a hot take. <laughs> I'm like enjoying. Okay, so there's a many different angle, different different face of enjoying things. Yeah,、right? of course. Yeah. yeah. Some people torturing themselves. I mean, I was. I I think I'm kind of that type of person, like torturing myself, <laughs> put put putting um. Yeah, I don't know. Like、uh, difficult situations and yeah, yeah,、uh, to solve, to solve. Yeah, problem of course.、Solve. Yeah, no, I, I got you. I, I got you. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm. I like to throw myself into problems so that I can to find the solution. That sounds very but, architect yeah, architect mindset.、Uh, fuck! Can <laughs> I really get out of it? <laughs> It's who you are, man. It's part of your DNA. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You know, it's an ongoing story. So I opened up my coffee shop solely based on my feel. Right. I chose all the design aspect, aesthetics, and everything by feel. Because、mm-hmm. before life, before coffee career, I felt like all my decision was made by. Like brain, more brain. Right. You know, more like learned. Value system than my feel, right?、Um, so yeah, I opened it all by my all based on my feel, my emotion, and you know.、Um, then, and opened the business door. Door is open, and there, the customer, so demand from the mass、mm-hmm. was、uh, total white wild card that shifted. Coffee shop into completely different angle, you know, different direction. You know,、um, and then as a business owner, I need to sell, right? I need to make money to pay the bills and pay my staff. Right. So I was doing a lot of other things, making sandwiches, trying to do evenings and etc. etc. And、mm-hmm. there's more people. And things were getting better. Like February, January, February was quite nice because we started food program, baking and all that, and、yeah. it was kind of going that direction of like coffee shop,、mm-hmm. and cafe, food and beverage. But like deep inside of myself, I I wasn't ha- I I wasn't happy. Happy about. Now it's kind of out of my hand and then kind of rolling down the hill. Yeah, that's a kind of、uh, feel that I had. So fuck, it's rolling down. I gotta chase them and drive it. Yeah, that's how I felt and I was really stressed about it. And obviously, beginning of、uh, business, losing a lot of money. So I had to make back pressures and things. So I think I was kind of keep adding stuff. Mm. Now, everything broke.、Mm, I see what you're saying. Things are all, yeah. yeah. Things are all broke. Not only myself, everyone else. We all kind of broke, and all we got is a block. You know, bits and pieces from whatever you had. Yeah,、uh, we had to, we had to put it together, especially small business owners.、Mm-hmm. I. I really respect everybody who survived, small business owner who survived. I really respect 
through COVID because not only Toronto but or like internationally, like worldwide, yeah. everyone had a same situation and then there was real creativity there. Figure out to go programs and you know kind of optimize business. Yeah. With smaller staff. And the COVID was really good learning process for for myself because um a the business was kind of out of um the track that i was speculated right i thought i designed but it was kind of going slightly different angle and then i was able to pull it back to what it really supposed to be mm -hmm. and there was a lot of little situation that i need i had to kind of be on my toe and be creative yeah and adapt yeah adapt pivot mm -hmm. and adapt amazing it was such a great i mean i was so green as a business owner but, but now i feel like i've learned one or two things yeah that i can i can really see myself as a business owner so that was really good stress test <laughs> and that's a nice way to put uh, it stress test yeah, yeah yeah and i i was able to get rid of about purge a lot of other things that wouldn't matter right you know, i'm i don't care about it. has that helped you sort of trim down like you've said your focus with the regular yeah. shop right now when you said you're focusing on a few things you know focus on, on like the selections that you like that matter to you and what you see as valuable like is that that's kind of the direction it's gone since then yeah exactly and it sounds like it's doing well for yourself and like what you see for the shop yeah i mean there's a <laughs> all my friends some of my friends who studied business and you know mba type of stuff and they're yeah. like or someone who has has um more experience on restaurant businesses right and they're all i'm kind of stupid almost <laughs> you there's a demand and there's a money there and you're not doing it because of my own stubbornness yeah you're you're not doing right um you're stupid or something <laughs> like that yeah, i've i i got i got few times but i'm fucking happy i mean yeah i'm not making a whole lot of money because i'm not selling sandwiches but i'm happy that i i'm talk i'm keeping um my focus yeah I mean, yeah. like you said, this whole shop, this whole project was for you. Yeah. Well, it's the point if if you're doing things that, you know, I don't want to I don't want to quote that that Japanese lady, but things that don't spark joy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, there's a struggle because it's a business. Right. But, um, it's a service, uh, front, what do you call it? Frontline business, uh, service. Um, so it's really hard to ignore people right i shouldn't be ignoring and you know if i'm only talking of myself i'm a bad person so i have to be like okay back and forth it's about that balance yeah yeah but i am i guess uh i'm constant uh constantly trying to uh calibrate the balance between people comes to my shop 
yeah and things that i want to do how has that been like harboring a community because obviously as a as a coffee shop i think naturally you draw in a lot of the same regulars as well as new people that are swinging by and, and you know stopping by in the area but what is what's what's your experience been like sort of harboring that community yeah I have, also I have, would you consider that is that downtown or is that midtown uh it's the west end west end okay uh, junction yeah um i i think i built we've been building a nice community mm-hmm. that has a uh, similar uh, appreciation about coffee and some you know specialty beverage right uh, i always joke that my business model is safe place for nerds i love that <laughs> yeah um so i kind of keep that i don't know I, I i wanted to create that conversation you know like conversations keep going back and forth doesn't have to be like deep and serious but keep going yeah and i i think i believe i built a good community a small community and yeah what was the question no that i was it. away no that was it yeah i mean I, that's what yeah. i mean again that's what we're all about here as well it's not about the size of the community it's about the quality of the community right so yeah yeah right so yeah, I'm pretty appreciative of uh, people who are who actually uh, accept what I was offering mm-hmm. um, after COVID. After right. COVID, I got rid of a lot of things and kept it simple. And I was in the very beginning, I was kind of afraid. Well, what if what if people don't come? But yeah, people still stick around and under trying to understand what i'm offering well that's a good vote of confidence right that means what you're you're still supplying you're 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 feeding that need still so but there's definitely a little struggle of saying no Mm -hmm. to the things that i don't have right sometimes i feel like did I make um, my staff very difficult? Did I put my staff and myself in a very difficult position that I have to say no too much? You mean by like by by taking things off of your yeah yeah offerings? exactly yeah. like okay like for example, um, for example cinnamon type of thing you know like vanilla or whatever like, like flavors yeah yeah flavors um, I don't have it because I don't believe it. Um, and I cannot really offer things that I don't believe, right? So yeah. I don't have those things, but some people are not happy because that's what they that's what they've been drinking, right? And I always think, why do you think that I should I should be offering things out of my menu? Like there's a menu, yeah. And why are you asking me if I if I have something outside of my menu? And that's fine. You can people can ask to figure out. Mm-hmm. But some people get mad or get uncomfortable because I don't offer it. So that's that's the kind of type of things that I I'm struggling with. Yeah. And the the struggle starts because uh, not because I. 
I don't like that. I don't like those people, but mm-hmm. I I understand. You know, I understand people wants to drink whatever they want, mm-hmm. and obviously a lot of uh, you know coffee shop throughout the history was offering things, and I don't have that. Yeah. So it's it's fair for them to be like, well, why 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 you don't have it? Yeah, I think that's and that, totally valid too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a kind of a the most important lesson that I learned through COVID.、Mm. I shouldn't be selling anything that I I I don't I don't eat I I don't like it. Yeah. Just in case of.、Uh, Just in case of apocalypse. <laughs> Sorry, just in case of apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, for example, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I was trying to. I was really busy just before closing. It was really busy. Like、right. shop was really nice and busy. Yeah. Amazing people are loving it. I was starting to hearing news from Korea and other side of the world that. Oh, COVID is happening.、Mm-hmm. People are buying toilet paper and shit, <laughs> yeah, groceries and stuff like that. And then one week, people stop coming. Just that week, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, people stop coming in. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and is this when I close? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't have even have a time to go buy a. Buy milk and toilet paper. Yeah, and but I was like looking at my shop. Okay, fuck! I closed. I closed. I have a lot of stuff. I order a lot of stuff, and and I kind of looked around and then I was like, okay, I didn't go for emergency shopping, but I have everything here. I have a booze. I have a toilet paper. Lots <laughs> of toilet paper、uh, that I bought it from wholesale. Yeah. <laughs> And、um, a lot of milk. <laughs> It was a lot of milk, a lot of、um, prosciutto's. Oh, so you're set. Like you, you were chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily enough, I bought a lot of things that I like.、Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, because I bought it, right? I bought all these groceries for the shop, so、yeah. I chose it because I like it. We're baking a lot. Okay. And I bought a lot of eggs, and I love eggs. So you know, slowly taking from shop. <laughs> one carton of eggs, one bottle、yeah. of wine, one pack of prosciutto.、Yeah. <laughs> exactly.、Um, so it was it was all good, and I kind of realized if I bought something to sell,、mm, yeah, because it's popular things, right? But I don't even like it. Yeah, what am I gonna do? Yeah.、Um, only thing that I had to throw out was a milk, because there was a lot of milk, and I don't <laughs> drink that much of milk. I don't. Hate, I like. I like milk, but I I don't drink a lot. Like, are you、I、lactose、like、intolerant too? No, I'm a lactose okay, but oh, you are. I don't drink, <laughs> lactose okay. Yeah. I I don't drink like two cups a but day. But a cup,、like、yeah, that. that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I I cannot do that.、Uh, yeah. I love I love milk, but. Yeah, so that's what like kind of realization that I had on that one was like you know make a decision that 
really matters to you. So at the end of the day, when you when you're fucked, you still have you still have it inside. Yeah, I still have it within myself. Yeah. So as as long as I don't die, it's there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing that's happening these days. Like everyone's too accommodating, you know, like not only coffee, not only restaurants, but everybody's too accommodating. People want this. They want this customized. They want it this way. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying, no, we're doing it this way. We're doing it this one way. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with saying like, yeah. sorry, we, we can't, you know, we can't offer that here. And I, I, if anything, that'll that'll sort of weed out the people that you actually want to come, right? Like the people that you actually want as regulars as part of your community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, and obviously it's proven well for the shop and what you're doing right now. So it's a, you know, it's a testament to, 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 to what works. So when you're, yeah, I guess when you're not, you know, when you're not um, dealing with all the paperwork and, and working at the shop, how do you like to sort of break away from that? Like, what do you do outside of regular and, and business related things I don't know how to do that I I can't I can't really stop thinking about it mm. so that's something that I've been searching for how to search yeah. how, how to um, breaking away right I made thesis that I cannot really be free from it mm. I don't know I try I was trying to make my life and work in one thing yeah that was my first thesis i want this to be my life and you know dark side of that was like oh i cannot really free from it because it's your life yeah yeah because this this is who i am yeah how can i not think about this and yeah i'm really bad at controlling my own thoughts so i'm still learning about how to break away from it or giving myself um, a break yeah i think this year is kind of kind of half-assed break okay for me yeah, yeah it's pretty good it's, it's a start right yeah 2020 2021 i i think i worked a lot mm -hmm. yeah but at the end of 2021 i was really tired yeah really really tired a lot of stress mm -hmm. not enough not enough exercise <laughs> not and bad eating habit of a lot of drinking and <laughs> stress eating yeah and you know there's a vicious circle right like yeah. no exercise drinking sleep is not good next day more tired stress from work everything yeah, adds more on top stress, yeah. and then and then you're waiting for that fucking first can of beer in the afternoon and like end of uh, last winter i thought i was like oh you know that chicken i'm gonna i i'm gonna die soon if i keep doing this so yeah. i i needed to find i needed to find some sort of balance or some sort of break so yeah you feel like you're finding that a little bit this year uh yeah i think so um I'm really fortunate that I have two staff. That's the whole um, team? Just you and two yeah, others? Yeah, so three, uh, three of us. Wow. I, I'm really thankful those two are very reliable and 
seems like I'm still passionate about coffee, and um, <laughs> they're very creative. Yeah. Those they always bring ideas to the table, and mm -hmm. so I was kind of lucky enough to be slightly um, away from the bar. Yeah. And and to kind of see from the third eye view, to reevaluate because I this year is definitely um, post COVID. Going back to where we were, mm -hmm. the new normal. Yeah, new normal. We're yeah. somewhere else. You know, I need to build for whatever next comes. Right. Um, if I am sick or not well, not healthy, then this whole thing is gonna crumble. Right. It's me. It's on all on me. All on me. Yeah. Um. So now I'm kind of um. I start roasting as a kind of R and D. Wow. New, okay. new direct new direction of um, regular. I start roasting, so I've been kind of R and D that trying to roast more and try to draw a picture. What next? Yeah. So you're you're like um, in the middle of like trying different beans, you know, products from suppliers, different roast methods. What makes the most yeah. sense for your brand and your product? Yeah, and that's awesome. Kind of keep evaluating what I, things that I have. Mm -hmm. Every aspect, evaluate them and decide to keep or get rid of it. Yeah. So optimizing, right? Yeah. So. So next phase or whatever, next five years, I want to be continuously excited about coffee and beverages and all this kind of culture around it. Um, yeah. And I love that. And yeah, you're like, you're totally, I think you're totally right. You got to stay progressive, right? You got to keep evolving. Yeah, exactly. Like as long as we're, we're alive, things should be changing. Yeah. And, you know, stepping away slightly from the center right. of the op operation really actually giving me a lot of um, mind space to yeah to think about things and as the, as the owner and the like the, uh, the the boss of of the regular like i think that's 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 important you're the one that's going to be you know steering the ship so you have to have that capacity to yeah you know to r&d and to to ponder on these things yeah so this summer I try to kind of be active as mm -hmm. much as possible. So yeah. a lot of, you know, um, bike schools and do other projects to keep my brain stimulated. Mm -hmm. Little project here and there. Actually, I, I've been enjoying making merch for a regular. Making merch? Yeah, merch yeah, for regulars. Yeah, you you guys had some really sweet drops. Like I think you had some sweaters. Uh, I want to say a few months ago that were really sick. Yeah, so something like that, trying to keep myself more motivated and stimulated, because yeah, you know, being business owner is one type of mindset. Right. I very briefly experienced that. If I'm stuck in that mindset, oh man, it's it's gonna be hard to get out of it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah. something like merch, it's an extension of the shop. It's an extension of the brand and it, it all yeah. feeds back into it. So it's like you're doing something else, but at the same time, it's all for the same vision. It's all for the same, the same yeah. goal. So, so. 
yeah, little projects is keeping me motivated and excited. Awesome. Um, yeah. So new merch drop soon. A lot of big Very things coming soon. out for regular. I'm excited. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, talk is cheap. No, but that's awesome though, man. It's really good to hear. Yeah. When I first came, which was uh, 05, 2005. Okay. There was very little uh, Korean uh, identity from non-Korean perspective. Hundred percent. Kids, yeah. kids don't know how different it was back then. They didn't even know what Korea, like where Korea was. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, you know, as a fob, I came, landed, Asian face automatically either Japanese or Chinese. Right. And. I say Korean, and all they know was all they know was a World Cup. Oh, World Cup! World, yeah, yeah, yeah. World Cup. <laughs> yeah, World Cup and North Korea. And North Korea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty I'm pretty excited that it's quite different now. Yeah. You know, people like you, you you're born here and trying to represent Korea as your as a, your root, um, which I am very. Now I'm very excited, and this type of world that I, I was waiting for, it, I guess. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is for me, mm-hmm. and you, and for us to kind of have to keep in mind, which is um, it's gotta be conversation, I think, because um, you know, I'm Korean, right? But I, I live here, and talking to non-korean people like other people mm-hmm. and even yourself uh, you you as a korean and it's quite different experience than than uh, uh, me as as a korean right right so, um it's all different but i really believe that um you know, communication is very important and expression is very important asking that question of you know who am I and what should I be talking about? Yeah, I I think it's very very important and always have to be open minded. I guess. Amen. Yeah, Definitely. very inclusive. Yeah. You know, like we we all have a community. Like Canada, uh, moving to Canada, I've been experiencing a lot of um, close community, very exclusive. Yeah. You know? Oh, there. You mean like within the Korean community or just in general? The in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like scenes were kind of like that. Um, yeah. There's not not so much crossover, and Canada as a whole is quite young, young culture. Yeah. And there's a lot of small communities from every ethnicities, as culture, culture background. Um, very very important to cross over and communicate, collaborate and communicate with other other people. Mm-hmm. Especially within the Korean community, I feel like yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't know how it was for you, but like I think you know, for someone like you who came from Korea versus someone like me who was born here. I think especially in the '05 era, you're talking about a lot of conflicts that happened back then, right? Like even within Korean people, it's crazy. Oh yo, 한국 사람 사기. So 한국 사람들끼리 사기 되게 많이. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's yeah. really interesting how things have changed. And then. When I meet meet Koreans, 
they were kind of like never really speak Korean to me, even though their their English sounds like Korean. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe someone told me like you go to you go to Canada, try not to use Korean or something like that. I don't know. Like there was a little bit of like, oh, 저 사람 한국 사람인가 봐. Yeah. 약간 그런 게 a little bit of that, right? But yeah. Luckily, that era is gone. Yeah. Do you think it's easier growing up as a Korean Canadian kid now, or do you think it was easier back then? Because I think there's different struggles that are happening right now. Right now, it's like almost an oversaturation of Korean culture. There's like an an expectation of someone who is Korean, whereas before you can kind of just sort of figure it out, you know. Whereas maybe you didn't have as much representation. You have a little more freedom. I would say uh, struggle is same but different. <laughs> I mean, I sound very, I sound very obvious, but struggle, amount of str- struggle is same, but it's different struggle. I think uh, yeah. we're all trying to fit into the stereotype, so that's the same type of struggle. Yeah. But stereotype is a little cooler now, you know. It's a little like, different, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stereotype used, stereotype used to be nerd and not very cool. Um, not very talented just kind of a little dorky or i don't know like good at math and yeah small small penis i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully that stereotype I, has changed guys. I, just, <laughs> I, I just sound like a bro but um anyways that's probably my generation in canada they're all kind of similar has a similar um profession because of the parents i guess like mm-hmm. i don't know dentists and doctor and yeah, or right. working in a big company. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, I look at younger generation, they're they're doing more creative works and designers and, you know, tattoo shop. Like, there are some Korean tattoo artists. Yeah. We actually had a, really one, of, one of the friends of the pod that we had on was a, is a tattoo artist. And, and we have a couple people in our community that do that are in the tattoo industry and stuff like that yeah so what, some of the world renowned um tattoo artists are uh, korean. korean yeah korean, like so. korean especially korean tattoos have like a really unique style right it's very like yeah. colorful it's very dainty it's very like delicate yeah. so i think that's for me like that's kind of my interest uh area of uh my interest so mm-hmm. i'm pretty excited about the new norm of Korean North American. Yeah, like the direction it's uh, going right now. Yeah. Yeah. But 100%. again, I, I think the key is to open a channel to communicate with other other people. Yeah. And also to realize like, yeah, like there are Korean people in our community doing crazy things, that things that you maybe you didn't even imagine was possible, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. And and um as an immigrant, um, there's a lot of things that I feel like I don't, I can't do. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I, as an immigrant, I can't say or I can't do. Right. But that's the old idea. We have to do whatever we want to do, you know, to show what we are, who we are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I, I had this conversation with my friend who just came from India, like work tree. My friend uh, had uh, this project in India and she came back and we were having 
this conversation about failure. So mm-hmm. We were trying to define a failure. Um, and, you know, she was talking about, like, yo, I lived in Uganda, Africa, and I, I just came from India. Like, failure for them is not being able to eat today and then die tomorrow. That's yeah. a failure. And what I, what are we like what are we worrying about like what are we fear for um mm-hmm. the failure of what your um project um your homework your, your career goals yeah. yeah your job like yeah are you afraid of getting um laid off or demoted you're not gonna die she, yeah she's like we're not dying tomorrow yeah failing this project we just have to learn and then keep going, right? And not trying is failure. Mm-hmm. Not being able to express our own voice is a failure. Yeah. Because um, this is the first world country. Yeah. So I think that's all I can say. Wow. Gotta keep trying. I'm, Gotta keep I'm trying. Not, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not best at it, but. Hey, but I mean, I, I, I you're, what, what you've accomplished so far is a testament of, of your, uh, it's a consequence of your trying, right? Of your figuring yourself out, of your doing. So, um, no, it's, it's really awesome to see, man. Um, before we close things off, we like to do a little bit of a rapid fire session. So yeah. I'm just going to go through a couple of questions. And the first thing that comes to your mind, just boom, boom, boom. And we'll just go yep. through a couple of things first, since, you know, I, I personally, I love coffee as well. I just got a, a quick co- coffee, coffee, rapid fire to start. I'm just going to say one thing. And the first, the first word that comes to your mind, just shoot it right out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First word, third wave. Uh, first up. Nah, <laughs> no, no <laughs> the wave. Okay. Blue bottle coffee. Blue bottle coffee is big corporation. Okay. Yeah. Cappuccino. Cappuccino, Italian uh, pride. I love it. Tim Hortons. Um, sandwich shop. <laughs> okay, last one. Instant hey, no coffee. offense. No offense. No offense. I go. I go Tim Hortons sometimes. Hey, I love my local coffee. I love my Tim Hortons. I don't discriminate. But Tim Horton owns by US, no? I think it got bought back. It's it was kind of oh, like yeah. a buy and sell situation. Oh, cool! Good yeah. Job, Canada. And Good last job, one, Canada. instant coffee. I love it. Love it. I love it. What's your go-to instant coffee brand? <laughs> Maxim Korean. Of course, Maxim I'm Gold. Korea, come on! Yeah. You have to stir. You have to stir with the with stick. With the stick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that concludes the coffee rapid fire. I got a couple more rapid fire questions. Where's your favorite spot in the city to go grab a drink? What kind of drink? What you know, whatever drink you want. It could be a coffee. It could be a. It could be a beer. It could be you know some wine. Whatever it might be. Yeah, I love. Um, I love Imanishi and Sakai Bar. Oh my gosh, I love those spots. Yeah. they're they're selling they're selling sake. Uh, they're kind of Japanese businesses, but very, very different. Yeah. So I, I love it. I love it in a very different way. Especially like Sakai Bar, like their snacks, 
are incredible and their cocktails yeah. are super innovative love it there yeah yeah, yeah. and their sake very sake nerds <laughs> yeah. kitty kitty <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so yeah okay uh what's your favorite late night snack uh late night snack you can be drunk you can be sober whatever you usually gravitate towards at 12 or 1 in the morning wow usually fried food fried food like fried chicken or yeah or even just potatoes you know fries yeah something greasy. a&w i should say a&w, A&W. whoa yeah. super super A&W. underrated in my opinion a&w is good yeah yeah okay good to know and the last one what is your favorite character or trait in people it could be romantic or platonic but what's one character trait that you you really value in in other people value other people yeah a work ethic can i say work ethic yeah work ethic is yeah yeah work ethic is everything yeah i yeah i agree okay yeah well that concludes the rapid fire questions uh that's a wrap for this episode sean thank you so much for jumping on no round of applause to you it's it's been awesome and honestly your story is incredible um thank you thanks for listening worldwide web <laughs> for those of you for those that are maybe stopping by the city or in living in the area where can they find regular follow instagram rglr underscore coffee yeah and then, and then the actual shop location is located um where could they find the 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 coffee shop link in bio link in bio we'll put the address and everything in the <laughs> description um down below <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. uh thanks again for coming on thank you for having me i hope uh i said something nice to, uh, to uh, something, <laughs> something help, helpful for um somebody no i think you definitely yeah. did um if you want to find more podcast episodes you can find us on spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts and please follow us at the young and finch on instagram and uh young and finch and we'll see you guys next time peace